Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. It's time to get outside. This is KSL Outdoors, brought to you by Trax Power Sports. Two hours of stories and information on hunting, fishing, and high adventure. Our host is Tim Hughes on KSL News Radio. Good morning and welcome to a brand new day. It is a pleasure to have you with me for uh, another edition of KSL Outdoors Radio. You notice I said me instead of us. <laughs> it's Thursday. And between Navidovska's retirement, Russ with his uh, adventures and some of the responsibilities that he's had in just taking care of um, the estate of his father who passed away a couple of weeks ago, the road trips of Mark and uh, and Bob, sometimes I get stuck in here all by myself, but it's a pleasure to have you. I never feel alone when I uh, think of all of you out there on that side of the radio listening, so I appreciate you being there this morning. We've got a busy couple of hours, as is usually the case here on KSL, so let me just run down some of what's coming up today. Roger Eggett from Bear River Lodge. Uh, we, I recorded with him uh, earlier in the week because this weekend is the Rally in the Valley where the Utah Snowmobile Association benefits from a gathering of, gosh, I don't remember how many Rogers said, but uh, probably over 100 uh, enthusiasts, snowmobile enthusiasts, are going to be up there at Bear River Lodge. That's kind of uh, ground zero for all of the rides that will take place uh, as this interview, as this show airs this morning, Saturday. So we'll look forward to a conversation with Roger. He's had a crazy week just following him, following him on social media. And, of course, they've been blasted with snow over the last uh, little while, uh, which means there's a lot of places to play, and it looks like we're going to extend the snowmobile and the ski season for longer than expected, which is not bad news for uh, many Navidowskis will join us for Fish Bites, so we'll look forward to that. I also am looking forward to talking with Chris Kelleher, who is the June Sucker Recovery Implementation Program Director. Whew, that's a big name. Uh, He also had a big event because they're starting to divert water into uh, what they're calling a new delta area to try and give some spawning area and some safe haven for the young June sucker fry. It's a fish that isn't found anywhere in the world. It's on the endangered species list, and I always get some eye rolls when we talk about uh, these projects that cost money and time, obviously. But Chris does a great job of explaining why all of us should uh, be interested in taking care of the June sucker, and it becomes you know a part of uh, the whole ecosystem down in the Provo and Utah Lake area. So he'll join us to start off the next hour. I'm still a little unsure on where Bob and Mark want to take us with their uh, road tripping segment today. And because of the way these storms came in over the last week, it was kind of weird. Uh, Davis and Weber County uh, really got blasted. The ski resorts up there, Nordic Valley, Powder Mountain, uh, Snow Basin certainly, Beaver Mountain all got hit really hard with uh, some impressive snow totals. But Sundance, also down south of us in Provo Canyon, also uh, got a significant amount on top of what was already way above their normal temp uh, or n- normal uh, snowfall amounts for the season. 
And so uh, thought we'd head north and check in with our buddy Davey Rashford, who uh, is the main man up there at uh, Sundance, and find out not only about the snow totals and the conditions, but also talk a little bit more about some of the things that are going on at the resort. We'll look forward to uh, that conversation. I actually think uh, Navidomskis and his wife Gail spent a day skiing at Snow Basin one day this past week. You want to talk about snow uh, totals? How about this? Uh, Utah still holds the top three spots for the snowiest resorts to date this ski season. I'll run them from bottom to top here. Kirkwood, China Peak, Palisades, Tahoe. I We did a story on Utah's Morning News a couple of days ago about uh, Tahoe talking about 56 feet of snow there. It's going to be a while before they dig out. Uh, Boreal, I am not all that familiar with. It actually is tied at 541 inches for the season with Snowbird, who comes in at number three. So there's Snowbird. Number two, you might be surprised, it's Alta with 584 inches. So who tops the list on America's snowiest resorts? Brighton. Big Cottonwood Canyon has just been blasted. 589 inches tops the list of America's uh, snowiest resorts, which is just fantastic. And as I mentioned a minute ago, that may mean, and I'm, I'm sure I'm hearing buzz behind the scenes, it will mean that uh, we will be looking at extending the ski season for uh, many that want to get out and play. So there's some some good news there, not only for you know skiing, but obviously for uh, the opportunity to uh, send some water down to the Great Salt Lake, fill up our reservoirs and lakes, and hopefully all of us will continue on our conservation uh, track to uh, try and save water around our own households and see if we can't get a little leg up on this drought situation. A couple of things I wanted to mention from the Utah Division of Wildlife Resources before we break and get on to uh, the news of the week here. Spring's close. We'll officially get there with a change of the clock, I think, in, uh, what, a week or a little bit longer than that. But that also means turkey season here in the state of Utah. And the division wanted us to pass along that the general season spring turkey permits are now available. And you can get one in any of the uh, following ways. You can buy them online, visit one of the DWR offices, purchase from a retail organization. The uh, general season hunt begins May 1st, so get your permit and start preparing today. Isn't it great that we can finally, uh, after all these years, be able to talk about a general turkey season in uh, the state of Utah? Just fantastic with all the work that's been going on. Ladies, you're not uh, exempted from this either. I wanted to pass along that coming up on Saturday, March 25th, so you've got some time to uh, plan for it. In the Monticello area, there is a women's turkey hunting clinic that's taking place uh, starts at 11 o'clock March 25th and if you want more information again just go to the division website which is wildlife.utah.gov and uh, look at the information there. Uh, Archery also getting some attention this week because as we speak this weekend the statewide national archery in the schools program tournament is taking place so young archers not just from the state of Utah Uh, But uh, all over will be headed to Ogden to compete for their chance to qualify for the national tournament, which uh, takes place in April. There is uh, lots of opportunity there. And we've had Olympians that have represented not just the United States, but, of course, the state of Utah in the past because uh, it is such a big draw here. And if you want to click on our website, our Facebook page, actually, which is wildlife.utah.gov, 
you can uh, take a look at some of the video, and and it's pretty pretty impressive to see all of those uh, shooting lanes and the young men and young women that are actually out there participating. Just great stuff. Want to say thank you too to listeners that took the time to uh, send us some video and some photos from the. Um, Snow Goose Festival down in Delta, just an impressive number. I don't know that they've actually come up with, the expectation was we'd have 10,000, but I'm not sure they've actually come up with a number of uh, snow geese that actually uh, showed up down there in Delta, but all indications are it was a fantastic weekend. It looked like Mother Nature also cooperated nicely, which is uh, always helpful. We're going to take a break. We'll come back when we do some news of the week on KSL News Radio. And then in the next half hour after news update, look forward to sharing a conversation I had with Roger Eggett. We'll find out. I know he's exhausted. We'll find out what else is happening up at Bear River Lodge. So stay right there. A gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. KSL Outdoors with Tim Hughes on KSL News Radio. Just my lonely old self here for uh, this edition of KSL Outdoors Radio, but it's uh, nice, as I said a minute ago, I never really feel alone knowing you're out there, and we get such nice emails and uh, feedback on our Facebook page. It's uh, great to have you here again for a Saturday morning. A couple of things I wanted to mention on our news of the week. One of them is a little disturbing. Ran across this story, trying to remember where it was from, uh, and it doesn't really matter, but a couple of men have been cited for killing an American bald eagle and planning to make a meal of it. This uh, evidently happened in Nebraska. According to a release from the Stanton County Sheriff's Office, officials were called about four in the afternoon to investigate a suspicious vehicle at the main Wood Duck Recreation Area there in Nebraska. An official said they found a vehicle in the field with two men had a dead eagle with them, and according to the release, they said uh, that the two men, both 20 years old, had shot the eagle, which I guess I don't need to tell you is a protected species, and then planned to cook and eat it. They cited both of the men. uh, They're Honduran nationals who needed an interpreter, but for uh, cited them for unlawful possession of an eagle, obviously. The uh, Nebraska Game and Parks took the bird and the rifle allegedly used to shoot it. The investigation is ongoing. Um, and uh, statistically, I guess I should share this from the National Audubon Society, that the number of bald eagles had been in serious decline due largely to shootings uh, during most of the 20th century. We had our own problems with, was it Salmonella? I think was what the final investigation uh, found a few years ago. But here's the good news. Their uh, numbers, the Eagles' numbers, have been seeing a gradual increase since the 1970s. But, uh, boy, stories like that just have you scratching your head. The fact that these two men were from out of the country, 
um, may give them some level of uh, excuse, although it won't help them when it when it comes to the law for not knowing what the laws were. And speaking of food, uh, this is one we had some fun with this week with uh, Amanda Dixon, who wants no part of this. But because these uh, giant bullfrogs that are uh, showing up more and more in Utah are an invasive species, the Division of Wildlife Resources is encouraging people to actually get out, hunt them, and then please do eat them. Mmm, tastes like chicken. Our uh, Mark... Uh, Jackson this week had a a great story. I think we aired it on uh, Thursday. Uh, These uh, bullfrogs, and they're not tiny. I mean, there are some pictures associated with the uh, story that I posted on our Facebook page. Native to eastern U.S., we don't know when they actually arrived in Utah or how they got here, but probably some human uh, silliness, have existed since the early 1970s. And today they have persisted not in far-off places, but along the Wasatch Front, the Great Salt Lake Marshes, which is where uh, many of these are found. And so they're talking about uh, having people think about anyway, getting out and hunting these. Now, you do it at night, and the largest of these North American frogs can grow to a length of 8 inches or more. And get this, weigh 1.5 pounds, bigger than some of the fish you're catching right now. You can uh, find them, as I mentioned, in the marshes along the Wasatch Front. Uh, a, a quick evening trip and some listening will reveal if you found a spot where the bullfrogs are present. That's the thing. They kind of alert you to that. But they're saying that because these um, bullfrogs will eat just about anything, it does making uh, make harvesting them and catching them actually pretty easy. Uh, they will pounce and gulp. Uh, uh, just about anything. It can be a worm. It can be, uh, they were talking about marshmallows earlier this week, and by attaching a bar- bobber, you can keep an eye on it out there. Uh, you might even catch a few fish along the way. So the question that came up on Utah's Morning News real quick here was, what do you do with them once you get them? If you've never tried frog legs, which I have not here in this country, but I have over in Europe on a couple of occasions, depending on how they're cooked, People say they taste like chicken. I've heard uh, some people say they have a little fishy taste to them. But I found a recipe to pass along to you. A quick Google search, by the way, will find you some of these. But you simply cut the legs from the rest of the the, the frog. Uh, you can uh, marinate them in various things for about five minutes. They use buttermilk in this particular recipe. Then roll them in a breaded mix. Uh, could be a, a fish fry batter, beer batter. Uh, shake and bake, just about anything. And then fry the legs in hot oil. Make sure you let them cool for a bit before eating, but uh, don't leave them for too long. They're better when, when they're warm. Uh, bon appetit. For those of you that are adventurous a bit adventurous enough to try it, uh, Amanda Dixon wants no part of this, actually. I don't care what the recipe is. She, doesn't even want, she says she just can't get out of her mind what the frogs actually look like, but... Take a look at the picture that's uh, attached to the story, which is on our Facebook page, KSL Outdoors Radio. Some of these are monsters. And uh, they'll let you know when you're in the vicinity because they make a pretty loud croaking, almost barking noise in the middle of the night. Stay with us. We'll take a break for a news update. And on the other side, Roger Eggett, my buddy from Bear River Lodge, who sponsors this program each week, will join us. That's coming up next here on KSL News Radio. Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids 
doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.